everyone, and welcome to the Rumble and Roar podcast. Today, we're going to touch bases on our last podcast that we had, which was on mental health. This is the part two to mental health. We had some people who um, asked questions about um, mental health. So what we're going to, what we did was we went online and we we looked up certain things that you asked about and tried to get some answers to it. So what we're going to do today is give you the questions and the answers of what people called in about. Right. Yes. Okay. I think uh, mental health is just like a wide range, so it's it's more so about your research, and so that's what we did. So we are ready to come to you guys with the different questions that were brought to us. Um, so the first question. Well, I, I just want to let them know. I want to let them know that the term mental health and mental illness are something interchange, but they different in meanings. While mental health refers to anyone's state of mind, emotional well-being, mental illness is a diagnosed condition that affects thoughts and behaviors. That's what I need to let them know because last week, I didn't know that. I, I was just thinking, why, why, what made them, what made them be that way, you know? Mm-hmm. And how does it happen? And so those things, because I was, didn't know, didn't, didn't know. So I, I looked it up and um, I did look up, um, can you be born with mental health? Remember, Remember when I asked that? Yes. And I asked the um, guest speaker, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not sure if she touched on that or not, but I looked it up. Can you be born with mental health? Mental disorders are the results of both genetic and environmental factors. There is no single genetic switch that when flipped cause a mental disorder. Consequently, it is difficult for doctors to determine a person risk or inheritant a mental disorder or passing on disorder to their children. So they're not they're not absolutely sure if you can uh, pass it on to your children, but I read something else that said that it can be passed on when uh, uh, a woman is pregnant. I feel that things, there are certain type of mental illnesses or mental disorders that can be passed on, like schizophrenia. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, now, I read about that. Mm-hmm. I did homework. Um, that's one of the high ones. That, that's like really, really high mm-hmm. mental health. Um, that's that's really up there, right? So, yeah. So I think that there are certain things that can be passed on, but like some of the the lesser ones that are more common, such as depression or anxiety or um, stress, I think those are things that are a product of your environment. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it is right. I did I, I did research that, and it is a product of your environment. It is. But I think that certain things you, you probably are born with, like we were saying, the, the more the more common ones. Okay, so there's another question. It, it, uh, remember last week I said, what caused mental health? Mm-hmm. What makes it happen? Remember when I asked our guest speaker and she said that it's a number of things. It's like a puzzle. It's like a something that builds. Right. So when I looked this up, it said the exact cause of mental disorder is not known. It's just not known. Right. But research suggests that a combination of factors, including heredity, bam, biological, psychological, bam, trauma, and environmental stress, 
it might be something that it, it you know um, is is a factor. Right. And I think she did say that. She did say that. She said it's a, a, um, different things. Right. You know. Well, because everybody's mental is different. Mm-hmm. So the thing, like something that might trigger me or something that might trigger you. It affects us differently, right? Yeah, and and people that are from different generations where things are different now, like mm-hmm. like the millennials, oh. um, it's it's just everything affects everybody differently. Mm-hmm. Like what what the millennials may go through now that is stressing them out, or they're they have anxiety attacks. It's a breeze about. for us. And you said that you said that on the last podcast. You were like, uh, we are just made different. Yes. yes, you did. So yeah, it's just it's just everybody's mental is different and we just have to try to figure out what's the best way to get people to get the help that they need. Right. Because I mean, and you may not even need help. It may just be small things that you need to do within yourself mm-hmm. to just get yourself together. Because some mental health is 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 um, actually good, you know. Some 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 um, everybody. I'll I'll read it because I did do my research and I was reading that everybody has mental. Uh, you know? Oh yeah. And some of it is good. Some of it is needed to develop you, mm-hmm. you know. But the, the the bad part of it is the the kind that controls you and cr- controls your mind. Um, here is one. It says, "Can can two mental illness people have a relationship?" I mean, it may be a toxic relationship, but I mean, I think that they can, but if you haven't um, determined what's wrong with you, why would you want to involve that with somebody else? Well, what if you don't even know that that person, um, the person that you're with probably don't even know that they're the mental health. Some people, when they have it, they don't even realize they have it. They just think this is a normal thing or just something going on. If it's not real very bad where they're in a depression and don't want to be with other people they might feel like oh okay this is how everybody feels I don't have no mental health right. I just don't want to be bothered with you today I don't yeah. want to be whatever but in actuality they do they are you know they have a tad bit of something mental going on and then you can get with somebody else that feel the same exact way as this person so you got two people together that has mental health mm-hmm. can they Survive together? Can they be together? Let's read this together. This is the answer. This is whatever the reason um, is. It's, um, it's definitely possible for two people with similar or even very different mental diagnosis to have a happy, healthy, and functional relationship. Yeah. Ugh, I don't know how I feel about that because I already feel like it's, it's just too many toxic relationships. Now, whether you, I mean, because no, like you know, there is something going. There's something like you may not even think it could be the smallest thing. Yeah, but I, I promise you, this has been your problem in previous relationships. Probably so. Exactly, and, and that's the thing that gets me with people. It's like, come on, if. A billion people told you, you you you're yellow, you are um, waterproof. You know the water rolls off your back, and you're quacking. You sound like a duck. A billion people told you you sound like a duck. Why are you saying that? No, 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 no. Uh, it's not that. So my brother actually told me that. So I went through a series. Of, Your brother told you that. Yeah, not, <laughs> not that exact thing, but my brother had to sit down. To, I went through a series of three month relationships. Literally, 
90 days. Oh, wow. I would find didn't, something um, wrong. Didn't, um, 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 what's his name? On the Ding Dong Family View. Steve Harvey. Didn't he say something about that 90 day rule? Yes. yes. So okay, 90, right, day, right, the 90 right. day rule with his book was like, let's not have sex for 90 days. Okay, so gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Mine was, because I was definitely having sex job. <laughs> but no, mine was like, it was like, okay, 90 days to the day, I would find something. And it was it was like something that would click in my head that morning. Oh, today is day 90. Did you look for it? No, like, I promise you, it would be 90 days exactly. And something would say, I don't know if the Lord spoke to me or what. It was like, girl, today is the day. Um, but it would be anything. Oh, you was really snoring last night. I, and I'm not going to be able to deal with that. <laughs> but I think, I, I think my issue was commitment issues. Like, I really didn't ultimately want to be in a relationship. But people just really love me. Oh. <laughs> I know. Seriously, people really love me. And they cling to me really quick. And I just be like, oh. That really wasn't yeah, what yeah, I wanted. Yeah, yeah so but you're smiling yeah, me. Bad, bad. I promise you, ninety days to the exact day, I would be like, "Oh shit." Um, you don't think that was you? So this is the because um, to to hit it on the ninety day mark all the time. Yes, it's got to be you. So the conversation I had with my brother, my brother was like, "So it's not them, it's you." And I was just like, "Oh, maybe you." Maybe it is. So the the next relationship I got into, I I bypassed so many red flags with that person because I I felt like it was me. Oh. And I was like, okay, well I'm gonna skip past that because normally that would that well, would bother that me. discerning spirit and that don't 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 look over red flags. Those red flags are there for a reason. And that's what I did. No. He, he made me feel like okay, it's you. It's not them. And I bypassed so much stuff. So that's a mental health thing, too, because I was like, all right, I'm determined to make a relationship work. And I bypassed so many red flags and wasted so many years with a person to be nowhere. But see, so that's so catch-22 because, see, you're thinking, okay, maybe it's me. Mm -hmm. And because it's at the 30-day mark, it could be me. But then, if it is really them, you're trying to downplay it and say, no, because if I mess around and let this one go because it's really me, oh, my God. Yes. So, that's where I was for that's a long terrible. time. And I wasted five years with a person. Five years. So, what happened? Did it turn out to be um, where you, 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 are you not with that person anymore? I mean, no, we had a baby. So, oh. we're good. I mean, I'm good. Um, yeah, but do you guys, I mean, so, um. Why do you feel that it has anything to do with mental health? I just feel like mentally, I allowed someone to come in and tell me it, it's not you. What I was doing was recognizing red flags in the beginning Okay. that was allowing me to break up with these people. So even though it was a 90 day thing, I don't know if that had something, I don't know if that was just something to do with it, mm-hmm. but what it was was the Lord was telling me you were not for me. You're not for me. But when it was told to me, like, maybe it's you, mentally, I'm like, well, damn, okay, I need to get myself together. Okay. And maybe I'm just, maybe my standards are too high. I'm going to bring my standards down. And I'm going to, I ignored a lot of red flags in the following relationship that I shouldn't have ignored. And I really was like, all right, that's that's small. Because before, that would be like, 
Yeah, no. I don't care what it is. It's a, it's it's something. So I'm gonna act on it, yes. right? Okay. Yes, that's how it was before. So I was like, all right, um, maybe I can teach him out of that. Maybe mm-hmm. women feel like we're nurturers and we can just be. Well, white. we are. We are. I know but I am. grown men, that's the problem. We feel Sorry, like we guys. Can, <laughs> we feel like we can nurture grown men, and that's just that's the mm-hmm. thing. When they're in their ways, so, they, they they're yeah. in their ways. But that was my problem. So that's why I feel like it was a mental thing for me because it was told to me, like, maybe you're the problem. So I'm like, okay, well, let me figure out my problem. Yes. And it stressed me out at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. No. Okay. So, well, I have another um, question. Let's okay. see. At what age, mental illness, what age does it start? Mm-hmm. And I remember asking... Our, our guest speaker last week, I was like, okay, so are you born with this? Because I always wanted to know. Remember, I even made the statement, I do believe that um, gay and lesbians are born gay. I, I just believe that. I believe it. And that's what I said before. Um, but I didn't know that um, uh, mental health, can you be born with it? Um, is it something that starts right away from birth? Is it inherent? Yeah, they said some of it, it could be, mm-hmm. you know, generic. Some, some of it could be. So I found that question out that it could be generic. Um, on this one here, it says, at what age does mental illness start? This is what it says. 50% of mental illness begin at age 14. And three quarters begin by the age of 24. I feel like nowadays with this new generation, 14 is a very critical age. Um, they're, 12 is. Yeah, it starts at 12 to me. But you, you see kids that are younger, so do you see any type of yes. issues? Yes, okay. yes, yes, ma'am, I do. And I'm glad that you asked. I do, um, I, I do have a daycare, and I do, I am with the, the newborns and toddlers, mm-hmm. and I do see things in them where um, I can see stress, I can see stress from home. I can see the way that they act, that there is something going on. Um, I can't say it's mentally at that point, but I can I can certainly look at them and say, okay, that's different. That's what they're doing, and that's different. Okay. And um, like if one of the kids are playing mm-hmm. and somebody start making a whole bunch of noise or doing whatever, and they're over in the corner. And this has happened. I mean, I've been in business 26 years. Mm-hmm. Um, they're making a whole bunch of noise or doing whatever, and another kid will just go to themselves and be like this. Mm-hmm. Like they don't want to hear it. Or, or, yeah, and you can tell that that's something. That's something. That's something that they have. I don't want to say, see, that, that I, one thing I have to be careful, I don't want to say it's at their house, but I can say that there is something mentally going on for him to be so afraid of this loud noise or so afraid of when you get in a group with all the other kids and they're doing something. It's like you, you're acting different. You, you're, you're not real comfortable like the other kids and just doing what you do. You're like, okay, um, I'm not sure if I want to be a part or you'll sit back and you'll be fidgety with your hands and looking at them and it's telling you that it, I don't know if that's mental or is that uh, I don't know but that tells me that there is something more right you know what I mean but my son he so sometimes I can just like turn on the garbage disposal he he does not like loud noise yeah. um 
like I'll, like I said, I'll turn on the garbage disposal, or even when I'm cooking, I turn on the, the oven fan mm-hmm. or the stove fan. He just does not like that. I, I know in newborns it startles them. Okay. Because of course their ears are their their ears are developing. Right. And they they're they're not used to noise or 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 anything. Period. Mm-hmm. So when they hear something, of course, if it's louder than a whisper, they're like, okay, wait a minute, that's brand new to them. Their ears are brand new in this world. Mm-hmm. So if you turn on some dang on loud music, of course, it's going to startle them. Right. Um, um, but I'm thinking, I'm, I'm saying like a four or five year old and, and they, everybody is screaming and doing, you know, things and having fun and it, it like blowing bubbles and everybody's like, wow, you know, happy with the bubbles and they're over there like, you know, okay. Oh, you know, that to me, um, I can't diagnose a child. I am not a doctor and I'm not a counselor, but I do look at the child and I'm like, okay, there's something else going on because um, I'm thinking the child should be enjoying the bubbles, right? You know, and jumping up and down instead of like, why? It's everybody so loud. Calm down. He's wanting everybody to calm down instead of everybody, you know, instead of you jumping around with them. But so is that attributed to mental health? Because, like I said, my son does that, mm-hmm. and I'm just generally cooking, and he's just like, this is so loud. Can you turn it off? And I'm like, well. Why I'm trying to figure out like why is this bothering you? Like it's not like it's just something that we don't normally do. Well, just like, look into it. You never know, and okay. you can look into it as a parent. Okay. You can look into it. You can just hey, you can um, do your research, and you can also ask the doctor. You can say, okay, my son is X Y Z H years old. Mm-hmm. Okay, and. Um, I can turn on the garbage disposal. I can, uh, he can hear the lawnmower outside or he can hear somebody doing the hedges or whatever and it's loud noise. Is it normal that that noise um, is not good for him? And they can let you know because they have, they, they are the experts. Okay. They can let you know, wait a minute, that's not normal for, it might be normal for a, a baby. Um, a, there you go, a, a newborn because their ears are sensitive and it's brand new. But for a five or a six-year-old or even a four-year-old, they should be used to a couple of sounds by now. And if it still alarms them when, when now, anybody, even you and I, right. if you turn it up too loud, it's going to get everyone right. starving. Right. Right. Don't turn it up too loud. But this but is just like everyday regular noise. Regular everyday yeah. noise is that you would think that other kids would be like, okay, no big deal. Right. Ignore it. Okay, well, then look into it. All you got to do is ask your doctor. Okay. Always notate stuff. Mm-hmm. No take things and see that's the thing with parents and I, I I hate to say but with parents they don't um they they, they and they don't know to do this I mean parents are parents they need to notate things when they see their 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 children doing things mm-hmm. and then write it down and say this is something I need to ask the doctor mm-hmm. this is something because most of them will look at it they'll diagnose it themselves. Or they'll feel like it's not a big deal. Or they'll feel like, oh, okay, that's normal. Mm-hmm. No. If you have an inkling of a concern, that's what the professionals are for. That's what you're paying them for. And you see, that's why I ask you a lot about yes. what's going on my son. Because I'm like, okay, I know you have seen a lot of kids. Yes, and you, you have a lot of information. So before I go to his doctor... Or, you know, once I take him to the doctor, do you think there's something specific I should ask? Mm-hmm. Um, because, obviously, this is not something I've dealt with before. So, mm-hmm. I, I do ask a lot of questions. 
Um, I do think a lot of parents are kind of hands off, or maybe they just have other. They just, you know, they just don't know, and they really, uh, they don't mean any harm by it, and and they're not. I'm not going to say they're in denial. It's just parenting. Um, certain things you feel like, oh, okay, that's normal. They're, 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 it's not a big deal. Well, what do you compare it to to call it normal? Because I, I, I had an older kid, and I had another kid 12 years later, so there's stuff about him that I'm just like, yeah. All kids are different. That's what yes. we're going to establish yes. in the beginning. Okay. Just understand that just because your daughter was a certain weight, or even if there's another son, um, every child is different. Right. Every child learns on their own way. You know, it's not like because your 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 first child could be a rocket scientist, your second child could be dumb as a box of rocks. You know, how however I, I know that's terrible, but no, you cannot you you cannot do that. You just want to take your children and observe them and know. But in your mind, if it's in your heart and your spirit, you'll know. When you look at your child, if you say, okay, why is he so? annoyed with this noise it just don't seem like it should be right of course you ask your daycare provider and when right. you ask me of course i do my classes I, I i i have to be abreast and i need to know what's going on you know and i try to take my classes to know but i can only I, i'll know so much and if i i will tell you that this is what i learn this is what i know this is what i think but the bottom line what do i always tell you ask your a primary physician yeah. Yeah. a professional because when it comes to your baby, you don't want to assume, you don't want to think, you don't want to play with it. Yeah. Just ask them. And even if, you know, what do they always say in school? The worst question is one that's not asked. Right. If you don't ask it, that's the worst thing because you're going to never know. There's not a dumb question. Ask your person. And if you walk in there and say, you know what? My baby was jumping when I turned on such and such. Don't feel dumb or stupid or whatever. No. Yeah. They are there to answer that question. Right. Why did they feel that way? Because I don't feel like sh- they should have been jumping over this. Mm-hmm. And they will tell you or they will explain to you, okay, it might be something real serious that you should have said something to them, right. you know, and you don't. And then they're walking around life and, get, and it's getting worse, whatever that is going on. You know what I mean? Well, that ties back into the mental health because a lot of people, they really don't want an actual diagnosis. That's denial. That is denial. No, that's it denial. is. But it's the, okay. So like, if we're if we're talking about stress or depression, do you really want to go to somebody? You know, to, and you're telling them, "Hey, this is what's going on." With me, you'd be like, "Oh, okay, you got depression. I'm gonna put you on these pills." And we saw a little commercial. Uh, no, now see, now that thing I hate when they when anybody want to just throw you on pills. You know, but that's what doctors are paid to do. I know that's terrible. I mean, I don't know if that's what they do. I don't know that. I don't know that for sure. Okay. However, I know that that's terrible if that is what they do because I'm not. You're not gonna put my children on no dang on pills. That you're not gonna do. You, you can tell me whatever you want to tell me. My kids but get shot. They're, they're only gonna take the pills when I what, what if I feel that they're. But 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 I, I try to stay against that. You know if we absolutely can. Right. But I'm gonna just uh, tell you a story. I just do believe that is very very important that you talk to your doctor and because I did I absolutely I had a, a child that was in my daycare mm-hmm. and. They actually started at probably seven, eight months. And as they got older, I, I, I observed them. 
and I would tell the parent, I said, look, um, your, 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 your child is responding kind of slow. Mm -hmm. There's something going on that I see from the classes that I take, and I think that they should actually, um, on certain things, they, they, um, they, they're delaying and re replying or responding. Mm -hmm. You know, I could say something like, let me give you an example. I could say, take this circle and put it in a square, that little square right there. Mm -hmm. And the child would do this, you know, even though they heard me, they have good ears, good everything to go. And it takes a minute, you know, it'll take them a minute. However, and I'm sitting there waiting on them to do whatever they're going to do because I'm observing them. And they're going, and it computes really slow. And it's like, and then they'll look. And then I'll say, oh, good, very good. You know, because you don't ever be like, well, dang, that was too slow. That's insane. You don't do that. Well, however, when I saw that, I don't see it one time. I never go to a parent and be like, oh, I saw this today and be on them. No, because it could be a bad day. It could be whatever. I wait and I wait and I see, you know, after a couple of days, a couple of weeks or whatever. And then when I, I, I write step down and then I'll tell the parent, okay. this particular parent, I told them, I said, look, what I was observing is that your, your, your child is, when I tell them something, it's taking them a moment to, to compute. It's taking them a moment to um, re, re, respond. Right. And I am not going to, because I can't, um, tell you what to do about this, how to do it, but please go to the doctor and let the doctor know that your daycare provider said she observed your child, not for one day, not for one week, for a while, and the child is not responding the way that I think that is um, because we have things to go by where a three-year-old should be somewhere in this area. All three-year-olds all learn differently on different levels. However, there is something where it's a normal standard that that's what they should be doing. Thank you. And so when it's not there, okay, I'll tell you, look, Please ask your doctor about XYZ. When I told this parent that, the parent was like, no. Now, this is a parent that was in denial, and it's okay. We're all human. We love our children. We just don't want to hear nothing bad. But this, this parent was like, no. XYZ is fine, and you it's, it's just old school. When you tell her to do something, if it takes her too long to do it, you just whoop her butt. You know, I was like, uh, I am so sorry, but we cannot do that here. Um, no, and that's not, no, you, you gotta, you gotta go, just ask the doctor about it. No, Miss Buttram, I don't need to ask no doctor. I know what to do with my child at home. I said, okay. And I can tell that it was, a, a, it, they, they were a bit upset with me. Mm -hmm. And it's, a, a, daycare is a hard job because first time moms or something else. But they're first-time moms. Yeah. I was one, so right. I understand. Right. But when I told them that, and they were like, no, you know, they were, I can tell in their voice, in their manner, their manner, everything, that they were a little irritated with me. I'm trying to make this story as short as I can. <laughs> However, um, the I, I was like, oh, my gosh. And that was when the child was like, I want to say two and a half, maybe three. Maybe okay. three. Okay. I wasn't going to say anything else. 
Um, so at four, the child was still in the daycare and it was still happening. And I said, listen, I, I need you to take them to just talk to the doctor and let them know that this is what your daycare provider says. Right. I'm not saying that. Yeah. More than you are. Yes. I, just tell them what I'm telling you to tell them. And that's when they got angry with me and said, I'm not taking them nowhere. There's nothing wrong. And I'm getting tired of you keep saying that. And that's exactly what I took. I did just like this. I said, I'm so sorry. I said, I'm doing it out of love. There's no way in the world that I would just make something up and just want to make you feel bad about your child. I'm sorry. I'll never say it again. After that second time, I, I, told, I will never say it again. How about the child um, graduated and went to regular school. And when they went to regular school, um, she, they, they had um, other children in the daycare, younger ones. So they would take that child to school and come back and pick up their child. From, but long of the short, they came in to pick their, the, the younger children up. I, as I do, hey, how you doing? Come on in. They did this today, X, Y, Z, and whatever. And then I'm looking at that face. You know how I do at the end of the day mm-hmm. when y'all are looking like, okay, this has been a bad day at work. But I looked at this person's face and I was like, um, what's wrong? When I tell you I don't have a red, but their face was as red as a beet. It was so terribly red. And I was like, what's wrong? What happened? And they, they just started crying and said, Ms. Budgewell, they diagnosed my baby at school. Look, they've been, they've been um, observing her and they've been writing it down. And they said they've been watching for her for probably the last four to six months. And they said that um, I'm going to need to take her to the doctor. And they diagnosed, but I think the school, I, and I, I, I'm telling you what I heard from this parent. The school said that they think that um, your your child has um, ADHD, uh, something like that. And then I looked, and I did not say, I told you so, or nothing like that. I, my heart went out. And I said, it's okay. It's okay. Because they're only five or six, and, and now that we know, it'll be better. Now, because you can actually, you know, um, you, you, you can help. Right. But when you don't, when you ignore it, and you are uh, in denial, and they get older and older and older, and it's getting worse and worse and worse, and you don't let years go by, and that stuff is in them, it, it's it, like anything else. I mean, you can teach an old dog new tricks, you can, but it's gonna be a real trick to do that. Most people say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but just like a child, and I should not use that as uh, an example, but anybody, like an old man, that's funny, right? Mm-hmm. An old man, when they get into their age, it's like, look, this is who I am. Take it or leave it, you know? But try to get them early and help them. Don't let them get older and have that into them, you know? Help yeah, them. I think we went through that with my son as well. Like, we may have thought that there was some type of delay and maybe there was some autism. Do you think I would have got him checked? Absolutely. Yes, because sure. that's what you're supposed mm-hmm. to do. Like, you know, let let a professional tell you, um, and that's I think that's a problem with mental health as well. Like people are afraid to go and let somebody tell them denial that this is yeah. You know, and shoot, that's just like people with um 
health problems. Yeah, anytime. Do you know that's why a lot of men? I'm not. Uh, okay, not a doctor. I gotta constantly say I'm not a doctor. I'm not a counselor. But from what I see and what I I hear. A lot of men don't go to the doctor for that very reason. They don't want to be hearing them doctors tell them, okay, your prostate's messed up, you you have diabetes, you're eating the wrong things, you need to exercise. Men do not want to hear that, so they don't even go. Well, if you, didn't, if you went to the doctor every six months or every year, it wouldn't be. And then you get what they tell you to up. do. Yeah. Yes. So, but um, I, I just, a lot of people, a lot of people are in denial. And that's what makes the kids, if they do, like like this um, thing said, it starts at age 14 to 24, and you see and stuff, and, and you might see it yourself, you probably saw it before the age of 14. You probably saw it early on, and you were like, oh, okay, they're just tripping, they're just being kids, they're just being whatever. And with millennials, because things are so different now, you probably say, okay, that's just what they do. No, but even if it is what they just, just what they do. What's wrong with asking the doctor? Well, the problem sure. is they're not very expressive. So you, you're okay. really not um, aware of it until it's, it's reached an extreme. Yeah. And they, they don't want to talk um, about on it. Some, on some of them, you know. But sometimes you can just watch a child. Yeah, they don't talk a lot. Like the ones who be out here shooting. Anyway, we're going to move on. Okay. Okay. Okay, and this is another okay. question. Can a mental illness be cured? Would you like to read that? Yes. I think it's really so, good because I've already read it, but it's... So, right now, uh, most mental illnesses cannot be cured, but they can usually be treated effectively to minimize your symptoms and allow the individual to function in work, um, school, or social environments. Um, but to begin treatment, an, an individual needs to see a qualified mental health professional, go see a doctor, Please talk to your doctors. Like that that is a, a crucial yes. part of this. Like even if you you think that there may be something wrong or you're just like, oh, it's not a problem, I can deal with it, but it's mounting. Yes. You like it, you can't deal with that it. That guest speaker said it's a puzzle with a lot of pieces and it can just keep piling, 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 piling. Yes. Yes. So I think that if you can't talk to like your parent or a really close friend, a mentor, mentors are really good for millennials to me. Mm-hmm. I think if you guys can if find somebody, talk to them. No, because cause like my daughter, she is very good. Oh, if it's somebody her age. No, no, no. This lady. Somebody like else, somebody, not mommy and dad. Right. Okay, okay. This okay. is somebody at her yeah, school. They don't want to talk to you. Yeah, this is somebody at her school. She's like an advisor at the school. She she comes home when I pick her up. She's like, oh, Miss such and such told me this and this. I'm just like, I told you that three weeks ago. But if but you why do they hear, why do they not hear it from us when they when we say the same things they just don't hear it. It it feels like. But did you hear it from your mom? You know what? To be honest, let me just say this. I believe that children hear us, but it doesn't. They don't apply it. Wait a minute. Until something happens, like you, you. And that's a good, 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 good question. Did I hear it from my mom? Yes, I did. And I got tired of no, no, no. You can't. You don't do. You just listen to what I say. I don't have to explain nothing. What I say is what I say. However, I heard everything she said. Exactly. And, and I still, you apply it. Wait a minute. I now. still I still 
still did what I wanted to do. Yes. But you can best believe when something happened and the things that she told me, I was like, oh, John, this is what mom was talking about. I'm in a situation. I better apply what she, I know what she said. And I applied what she mm-hmm. told me to that situation so I can get my, exactly. Exactly. But when we're when we're like our kids' age, if we're thinking like when we were that age and our mom was telling us something, it's like, oh my god, my mama, it's my mama. Like y'all is just, this is how y'all grew up and this is what y'all went through mm-hmm. and that's how y'all parents, you know, raised y'all. Like it's mm-hmm. different every generation. So. I'm just like, okay, I'm going to do what I have to do. I'm going to figure it out or, you know, whatever. But, yeah, we can tell our kids all day. They're going to be like, yeah, that's my mom. So, you know. But they listening. They are listening. Mm-hmm. And like you said, when they come to a specific situation, yes. they're going to apply it because they hear you. Mm-hmm. But every situation, probably not because it doesn't apply to every situation to them. Yeah. just like So, we, we can't expect that. Okay. Oh, I'm trying to find some more. Um, we got more questions for y'all. Uh, yes, we do. Because I know that there's somebody out there that is actually thinking um, about these the ones that we're talking about. Yeah. And, and, well, uh, hey, apparently I so. Think about it. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> apparently so. They asked some of these right. questions. So, and that's why we're trying to um, explain them or, or answer them as best we can let's see what are the four types of mental illness um or what are some types of mental illness i'm not going to say four we have anxiety disorder Mm -hmm. personality disorder we have an eating disorder we have a really major one which is schizophrenia schizophrenia yes and i believe that that is hereditary it it, it is I, i read that it is hereditary Yes, and just different type of, well, psychotic, that's a type of psychotic disorder, mm-hmm. but um, schizophrenia is definitely something that is running in your family. The problem is a lot of families don't really know each other these days. Yeah, so you can't really go back and say, oh, my aunt had this, this is where it came from. Mm-hmm. Um, so I encourage everybody to yes. go and get an ancestry test. You can know where you came from. Yes. The ancestry test, it'll um you can get on like the little ancestry app and other people in your family who've taken one, it links you guys together. Not necessarily saying you have to meet up with this person or whatever, but at least you know where you came from and you can determine like where different things that or different illnesses in your family are coming from. That is very important. I think that everybody should do an ancestry test. I'm going to do mine. Well, I think that's important. It really is. For some reason, I'm just thinking, wow, ancestry. That's a lot. Do you know how many people in the world? It's a lot. It's a lot. And I just, it's my crazy but I don't believe that they can really, with my DNA, tell me that I'm related to Listen, yes, they can. My boyfriend just did one. My boyfriend is black. Both his parents are black. Now, he did an ancestry test. He is, he has Scottish royalty. Dang! Scottish royalty. Scottish. Now, we know Scottish people, they're not black. Anyway, uh, (laughs) 
But um, yeah, he has Scottish royalty, so I'm very interested. I showed you my grandma earlier. Um, I definitely feel like I have some different type of um, backgrounds in in my family. Um, so I'm very interested to find out how this works. Um, but yeah, I think everybody should do that because you never know like different type of things that are hereditary. Like we're talking about the, the mental illnesses that are hereditary. Mm-hmm. You need to research that so you can figure yourself out like completely. Yeah, but I mean, an ancestry test to see who your ancestors are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a good thing. I do, but um, to know that you were you are related to. Um, Someone way back, um, you know, I mean, well, it's not necessarily that. So, let's say, okay, you do an ancestry test, you're related to whomever. What you're trying, you're trying to figure yourself out mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So, mm-hmm. it's not even about, you know, all meeting this relative because I, I, I have another. Yeah, okay, so, so you're trying to say, okay, so what if I do an ancestry test and it said that you are related to Hitler? This is why you are crazy. a fool today. Exactly. You are, you, so, you say crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I say a fool. But this is why you're the way you are. Wow. That's yes. a lot of, um, Hitler got his own mama and daddy. He has his own, you know, how could that trigger us down? Y'all are this, y'all have the same blood. Look, if you related to this person, there is something in him That's that crazy. triggered him but it's for true. what he it's, did. It's, yes. it's real. It's real talk. And it's it's, real talk. It is real. It's a very real to know who you are as a person yeah. and where you came from. Oh, wow. So I'm definitely gonna do that. I will share that with you guys as well. But that's what I'm. That's what I'm. I think everybody should do, should do it. Uh, am I am I terrible? Because I'm like, look, it doesn't even matter. I don't care. I don't care. Um, what I'm 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 um concerned with is um now the here and now. My my children, and I need to know about my husband's family because if they got some quick because I want my children to be cray cray right. and my cray cray on my end because we do got some cray crays in our family. However, that's um, I think that writing th- this 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 day and time is what I'm worried about going way back to um, way back to ancient time. I don't really care. Is it terrible? No, it's not honestly. But I think that that's a generational thing as well because it's like. I mean, I have come this far. Like, why do I need to go back to that? Like, why do I Right. Back? I just don't you know? care. I mean, whatever you, whatever my, well, that's terrible to say. It's not. It's not. It's terrible to say. But even even if I found out who they are, even if I found out whatever, I mean, it's good knowledge to have. And, and it's just good to know. But I need to know what's going on here and now. I need to make sure my children are going to be better later. Um. That's what I'm concerned with right now. But making sure that your children are better later, even though it's to know what happened in the, exactly. uh, in the past. Because you have stuff that is hereditary. Uh, yeah. So you have to like research heart disease exactly. and cancer and you stuff like that. You have to research that stuff. That so is so true. Um, it's not necessarily connecting with mm-hmm. with over because I don't want to connect with nobody. I ain't gonna lie. When I do my ancestry test, do not hit me up because 
No. They're not going to hit you up anyway. Well, no, because, you know, no, the app, there's an app, the Ancestry app. So it connects you to people who are, the, this person, it'll give you a whole family tree. Yes. It'll give you a whole family tree. This, is, this person is related as your sister. Really? Yes. There's an app. So you can choose to reach out to these people. You can choose to block your profile to say, um, I don't want to. I want them to reach out to me, but it will connect you to everybody that has done. Now that's test. interesting. Yes. Everybody has done because test. that brings it a little bit closer, and then you will now see. I like that because so, I, I something that, that way back in eighteen hundreds, and I know yeah, that Harriet Tubman is yeah. my dang on aunt or something like that. <laughs> like but we all know that there is some type of white in our family. We were all our families were slaves at some point, and we we know anyway. Moving on, um, right, but people like you. no, don't do that because I promise you, if you ever we see your mama, don't do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> white in our family unless you are fresh from Africa just like a few years ago um so I think it's important to do that but it's not I'm not trying to connect with family because my my daddy was a rolling stuff baby um so I loved your father so much oh my gosh but I know he got a lot of kids that I've never met um so that's my only fear like I don't want it to be like let me connect with this person because it says this is my sister and I don't really have nothing to say mm-hmm. um, I, I can't I can tell you how what my experience was my mm-hmm. dad was there from day one so why he wasn't there I, I don't want to have to go through that right right um, and it's none of my business right and not only that like and I don't I don't know if I'm trusted because just because the DNA, uh, I know that's crazy as crap. The DNA is DNA. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy as crap. But just because the DNA said, well, you know, Mr. Um, Anderson could be your dad. And, you know, you're related to the Smiths. You're related to the Matthews. You're related to XYZ. Just because it says that don't mean I'm about to go on and reach out to them. I don't mean who right. has the first and last name. I don't care. I but the thing is, on that app, once you do it, if you don't make yourself private, people that are that do it as well, mm-hmm. they can reach, reach out, out to, to you. you. Yes. So that's what I don't want because I, I know. Yes, because I, I know I have brothers and sisters that I don't know of. Like um, my dad was like, you know, back in the day when people would, girls would be like they pregnant he'd be like that's your problem I was like oh shit um so um well you know what's really good is that um we did answer a lot of questions that people um wrote in and we did the best that we could and it was look we're not counselors and we're not doctors however we did try to look it up and give you the best answers that we could come up with however we'll 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 try to answer maybe a couple of more and then we'll be done with this part of our mental health um podcast so let's see What, what what do we have so the one that i have is what is normal mental health um Good mental health is characterized by a person's ability to fulfill a number of key functions and activities, including the ability to learn, 
the ability to feel, express, and manage a range of positive and negative emotions. The ability to form and maintain good relationships with others. So that's just so that normal life. When you say normal mental health, that means everybody has mental health. Right. So, so there is some normal. The, the, the normal kind is the kind that you can function with every day. Right. So, there's, so there's normal and abnormal. So, so, so everybody has mental health. Yes. Um, so what you decide to do with it or how you decide to live with it is, I guess, what determines whether it's normal or abnormal. Or if it's um, very high. Yes. Mm-hmm. If it's terribly high and you can't control it, that, that makes it on a, a different level. And you would have to, you know, like like they say, get medication or, right. or do something further. So that's not that's not normal that's um something that you can't deal with so that's right. that's another level of mental health yeah okay but so um because i was going to ask that question does everybody have mental health is everybody because i'm thinking as long as you got a brain there is something there's mental. Some mental yeah. okay there's something mental going on up there because when i tell you battlefield of the mind always something thinking so okay you just answered that give us another one so, how can I get my mind back? Um, Ooh. Yes. Okay. They got an answer for that? Yes. So, a few different things that you can do to just get back to yourself. Like, get into a routine. Just, you know, set a schedule for yourself. Um, um, you probably know by now that I, I love my routines. And, you know, it's, it's just easy to get out of it with your just normal day-to-day life. But... At some point of the day, you need to say, hey, I'm going to set this particular time aside to do me. Yes. Do me. Yes. Yes. Um, sometimes you have to take a break away from social media. Social media uh, can cause a lot sometimes of Sometimes I think that should be a, more than more than not. Very true. Yeah. It, well, it depends on how you view social media. Like Some people like social media is like the Bible. You know what I when um I think when I first got on social media, which was not long ago, I haven't been on it long, but when I first got on it, it seemed like so many people their whole life on that thing. The whole thing, and then wonder why they have stalkers. Well, you don't want to know why because you just told us where you were at. No. So now I'm gonna pull up. Like people, people bring this on themselves. Is what I think. The things that you post, you're posting it to the world to see and then you feel like it's weird because you have a fan that just showed up to where you're at like no you just told us where you were yeah Yeah. um utilize your alone time i think it's very good for everybody to just center yourself and be by yourself i absolutely i'm so sorry to cut you off but with that so crucial i absolutely have to have me time I have to have silence. I can't write a book without silence. I um my my and I was just telling you about this. Remember, I said my best thinking is at two and three in the morning mm-hmm. because everybody's asleep and I don't have to worry about anything. When I tell you I can't hear anything, I want total silence. I just me mm-hmm. and I can I can hear me. Mm-hmm. I can feel me. So that me time. If that's what you're talking about, I need it. Yes. It's so crucial. It I'm is. Sorry. And you, you deal with a lot of people throughout the day. 
So you, I know, like I have to take me time and I be by myself a lot of days, but I be on a phone, so it's different. Um, but yes, it's absolutely crucial to take time to yourself, even if it's just 15 minutes. You sit and you just say, you know what? All I want to do is just reflect on my day. Um, yes. Maybe reflect on my tomorrow. Like I know what I have to do tomorrow and I'm going to, um, set a schedule to figure that out. Um, meditate. That's also a part of reflection. Every morning. Every yes. morning. Yeah. Meditate. And yoga is really good too. Like everybody doesn't believe in yoga, but yoga and stretching and just becoming one with yourself, that can alleviate so much stress and so much anxiety, which is a huge factor when it comes to your mental health. Mm-hmm. Like you just need to let things go. Um, exercise, exercise, especially in the morning, exercise gives you endorphins and that gives you energy and that just picks your whole spirit and your whole day up. So you need to, again, you still have to get in touch with yourself. A lot of people are just not in touch with themselves. They're just relying on other people's opinions of them. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, read fiction, just, just get outside of the normal the normal real life. Just read. Yes. Read. And reading fiction just gives you, you know, you can tap into your imagination. Mm-hmm. And you can just go different places with your mind. So that that's very helpful. Yes. And then sometimes when you're feeling some type of way, just write it down. Journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very people, important. Yes. But people think of journaling. Diary. Like, journal. Journal. Diary. Yes. But... It is a diary, but as it was a diary when you were like 12. Um, as a grown-up, you're really just writing out things. And when you write things down, it makes more sense to you. So you can read it back to yourself like, oh, okay, now I can compute it. So yes. journaling is very important. Listen to music also. Oh, that's um, a good one. Yes. That's a very, very good one, and I actually use that a lot. Okay. Um, Is I there a particular type of music, music like gospel? Music for me, but gospel for me. Gospel. You, you, you already <laughs> knew. You already knew. I love my gospel music, especially this really good one. So um, that helps me out a lot, especially if I'm just in a way I woke up that morning and I'm like, okay, I need some pickup. I just want my day to be um, good and and. You know, I would put some gospel music on, and when I tell you, it changed everything. Mm-hmm. It really does. So, yeah. Um, and get more sleep. Um, I'm probably a victim of that. I definitely oh. don't get eight hours. Mm-hmm. I don't know who get eight hours and have kids, but <laughs> I don't get eight hours of sleep. Like, once my kid, my toddler, because I don't even say kids, once my toddler goes to sleep, it's already like 10, 11 o'clock, so I still haven't had my me Your time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now I'm up to like 12 o'clock. I got to be back up at 7 o'clock, but get your sleep. Get as much sleep no, as you can. No, at daycare at 7, so you're oh, up at 6. Listen. <laughs> so get your me time. Get really as much sleep as you can. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, if it comes down to this, ask for help. Go get you some help if you feel like your mental health is just at a point where you can't deal with it. You're you're extremely depressed. You're having anxiety attacks. You're having panic attacks. Like, 
go and talk to somebody. If it's not a professional, talk to somebody. To me, I think that is like the most important thing on the list because it's sort of like when you have a problem in order to resolve the problem, you got to first acknowledge the problem. Mm -hmm. You got to acknowledge it. If you don't acknowledge it, you won't be able to solve it because you're in denial. So the problem will never be solved. But mental health, yes, you're dealing with something you, you're confused with. You don't understand. You don't want it to be there. And maybe someone else doesn't as well or whatever. But if you don't go and just ask someone for help, a, a professional, go to a counselor. Like I was telling the, um, the, the, our guest speaker, I said some people, that was my first question. Why does people not want to go to counselors? And her reply was that they don't really think that they can help them and that they don't trust them because they don't know how to help me with something. They don't know me, but you just got to ask for help. You know, let me see. I read something today off of Facebook, and it said something about you don't have to worry about, you know what, I don't even know it verbatim because I'll, I'll mess it up. But it was something about if you keep your mouth closed, you can't, uh, what, uh, uh, this is the analogy that if you, uh, a fish that keep his mouth closed can never be caught. True. Okay? Mm -hmm. You can't be caught because you ain't right. going to bite the dag on a hook. Right. Okay, I it's vice versa with this. If you don't open your mouth and ask for help, you won't get help because you can't. Um, you're you're, you're not. Knows. You, nobody knows that you need the help. So it's the same difference. So I'm like, okay. So that question there, I heard every one that you actually talked about, but that one stood out more so than anything because yes, asking for help is really 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 important and that's and that's the ultimate thing like if you feel like you have done everything you can for yourself then the next thing that should click in your mind is i need help yes yes but even even if you have not done everything for yourself i just think that if somebody looking at this podcast and um just know that just Ask someone to help you from the beginning, even if you, you 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 don't feel like you should. Yeah, just try. Try to go and ask someone for some help. Yeah. Yeah. But with that said, do you have any more? Um, because we're going to um, be done okay. with our podcast. And what we want to ask of our 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 listeners is as if you have any more questions. Feel free, like you did the first time, and put them on our webpage. And all the questions that you ask, we will absolutely take each and every one of them, look them up, and give you the best answer that we know how. We are getting our answers, of course, off of so off, off of um, Google and social media. However, I know that you can look for them yourself, and if you like to, you go ahead and do that. However, you might not have the time, or you just want us to elaborate on it or whatever, that's what we're going to do for you. So um, make sure that you put your comments and, and your likes and, and everything into the um, on our um, page, and um, we will see you next time on um, Rumble and Roar. 
So feel the rumble and listen to the roar. We'll see you guys next, next week. Next time.